We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. 515 of you listening to this. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what our numbers tell us. But before the pandemic, it was eight, nine hundred. Eight, sometimes a thousand and more. You know what I blame? What? The pandemic. But you know what else I blame? (laughs) What? Beach too sandy, water too wet. I feel like they (laughs) siphoned off a lot of our listeners. We lost little twain. We lost little twain. Among others. Probably others. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Hi, welcome to Hot Drinks. This is Sister Twain. This is Brother Coffee, and what you're hearing in your ear holes is a podcast. Something that Apple invented many years ago (laughs) with the iPhone. They (sighs) developed this thing called a podcast. What does that mean? But it was like with your iPod, you could listen. It was like an old-timey radio show. Pod. Pod. iPod. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what this is. This is a podcast. Close your eyes. We're not here. You can't see us. Close your eyes. Rest one hand gently (laughs) upon your genitalia. (laughs) I'm not asking you to like jerk off while you listen, but just just a warm hand cupping your penis or your vulva or whatever you've got going on down there. Whatever you got in your trunk. And whatever is in there, we love it. We We love it. We love you and we love it. And we want to keep it. We want to keep it. We want to hold space I, for whatever your hand your warm hand is gently resting on. I want to quickly mention because you were talking about genitalia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean if I had a nickel. That I just started watching the series of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yes. So there was a movie made of that in, so, in 2014. So fucking funny. And then, um, what is his name? Jermaine? Jermaine. Jamal. The vampire? The guy. I don't remember. The rem- creator. I, oh. From. Tahiti Watatiti? No. He's one of them. The condor. The con- flight of the condor. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. But one of them is Tahiti Watatini. There's now two seasons of... I think there's like three. What We Do in the Shadows, or maybe there will be three. But anyway, I was watching the first episode finally. It's so funny. And there is this this very, very ancient vampire. It's about vampires. Right. Very, very ancient vampire that's coming to uh, visit them. The, right. the main three vampires of this show. Right. Is this the one that's like in their attic in the chest? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes out and one of the male vampires says to the female vampire, I seem to remember him having genitals. I I seem to remember having him. I seem, I've had lots of wine. I seem to remember him having genitals. And the female who's had a past with him Mm -hmm. says, no, never. That's why he was such a good lover. (laughs) It's just so funny. Have you seen the one where he has the garden and he carves the bushes into the shape into the, of his vulvas? The vulvas yes. Including the, the shape of his mother's vulva. And then the werewolves start pissing on his yes. mother's vulva. I mean, it's just brilliant. And anyway. then they have a rumble or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, it's delightful. So, for those of you new to the podcast, if this is the first time you've ever heard hot drranks. What happened? What, what brought you here? <laughs> what bad choices did you make in PO your life? Box. Yeah. No, just kidding. We don't have a P.O. box. Although um, we should. We're not Zoom. Remember that show? Come on and Zoom. Yeah, and you could write bo- in. Yeah, to their P.O. box. So, it was in like Boston, I think. <laughs> Those Boston Boston Mass. Kids. One, two, three, two, yes! six or something. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Boston Mass. Every time I heard Boston Mass, I wanted to be like, fuck you. Go yeah. fuck your daddy. Except you were in Louisiana. So you were like, 
Fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say fuck. Or I wasn't even allowed to say but. You, you said, freak you <laughs> here in Louisiana. Freaking heck. Anyway. What so, we, were, we were talking about, if this is the first time you've tuned in. Oh, yes. Then we're sorry. We like we are former Mormons. Yes. And we typically talk about being former Mormons. And listen, former Mormons are very hot right now because I, of murder amongst the Mormons. I call them FOMOs. Fo- the, everyone's like, oh, the FOMOs, the murderers. Yeah. But we've been former Mormons for a long time. Yeah, before it was cool. We did it when it was not yeah. cool. We started this podcast in like 2017. Dudes. Before there was a murder amongst the Mormons. Way before. Before Jared Hess had an idea to make a movie about murder amongst the Mormons. Before Abducted in Plain Sight. Yeah. Before, what else? Before what else? I don't know. Um, Anyway. Anyway. Before other things. And so, anyway, uh, we talk about that. (laughs) And we talk about how we were both... I was married to a gay people, and you are a gay people that was married to a straight people. You were married to a gay people. Yeah, person. Yes, and I was married to a straight woman. Personage. I was married to a straight person. I was married We talk to about a tattoos. We both have tattoos. I, we've got tattoos because we're heathens. We, we don't actually talk about them, but we have a tattoo from the same person. We do. Isn't that cute? She's so hot. Oh I'm a gay God. man. I'm a gay. Thank I'm you. I'm a homosexual faggot. Thank And when... She posts photos on Instagram. I'm like, Jesus, Lord, and Savior, be still my soul. Lead kindly light. Lead kindly light. She's so hot. She makes the pathway bright. She amidst the encircling doom. Lead thou me on. Anyway, she's really hot. Okay, so. And polyamorous, so. Right. Uh, But her and her partner are way too hot for me. Not for you. You've you've knocked on that door. I, well, I knocked on it. Right. As Christ knocks on the door of that one virgin who didn't fill her lamp. Is that what it was? I don't know. You know that one picture? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. Okay. Before we get into our very exciting episode today, which I can already feel <laughs> is going to be a little bit of a train wreck. Dudes, Sister Twain had a really uh, vulnerable day. Right. And. I said, come over. I've got charcuterie. You said, Could, I've got charcuterie. Do you want me to throw together a charcuterie board? And before he finished the last syllable in charcuterie, I was like, I'm here. Yeah. I was like texting you. I'm here because usually I text you that I'm here and you tell Siri to open the door. Right. I tell Siri to unlock the door. I don't walk down the stairs. (laughs) Siri does that for me. (laughs) So, and then you drank like a whole bottle of my Malbec. Yes. So. Merlot. Merlot. Yeah. So anyway, we're feeling great. I'm feeling really good. So, so let's do a little, a quick little women's work, which is our housekeeping, our like business of the pod are whatever. Yes. And then we'll get into today's topic, which okay. might be a train wreck, but might not. It might be delightful. I think you saying that is like A, extremely hopeful, because those are usually our best ones. Right. And B, if you're saying that, hoping it will be a train wreck, and then it's not, then we're really screwed. It's going to be a bad episode. Well, and it's also very on brand for me, because I don't believe that anything I do has value. So anyway, so women's work. Yes. Do you have anything going on in your life you need to share? That I need to share. I do want to... Do you have five hours? Here's a few things I want to point out for okay. women's work. Okay. So number one, it was the Grammys yesterday. Okay. I did not watch any of it. Neither did I. I did jerk off to pictures of Harry Styles performing at it. As did I. Um, I did make Harry Styles the wallpaper of my iPad. Okay. He looked so goddamn good. He On your iPad? I mean, just in general. Well, oh, He looked so fucking I, good. I want him... To take a shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. 
The more we like someone, the more we want them to demean us. But this led to Sister Twain and I having a, an interesting discussion via text last night that we'll do a whole episode on someday. Oh Probably not. Oh my God, not. what was it? Uh, we'll do all, once, once we can get uh, our resident sex therapist, Philip Seymour Hoffman back, we'll do a whole episode on this. Okay. But I feel incredibly oh. guilty slash creepy yeah. if I'm attracted to men who are younger than me. And like Harry Styles is like an adult. You know, he's in his 20s. He's a fucking adult. So it's not like I'm attracted to like a child or something that would be inappropriate. No. Like he's an adult. But m- whenever I'm attracted to someone who's younger than me, I feel like so creepy and gross and creepy. Like, I'm also, we've mentioned before, I'm very attracted to Tom Holland. Right. So creeped out by myself. But, okay, but, like, how much younger? Like, five and more or ten and more? I think it's more about, like, the perception. Because I literally have no idea how old Harry Styles is. He I, could thought be, were, I thought you were going to say, I literally have no idea how old I am. I mean, I, <laughs> frankly, I don't. But Harry Styles could be 22. He could be, like, 29. I oh. really don't know. He's probably, what, like, 24? Same with Tom Holland. I have no idea. But the fact that they seem very young. Yeah. Makes me feel like a creepy old gay. And so there's so much to unpack there. So much to unpack And so for those of you diehard listeners who have listened to all our episodes, especially those who've listened to multiple times, when you said that, I followed up with this question. Yeah. Do you think one of the handsome men was closeted gay... What did I, what was my answer? I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't. I oh, really don't. no. I really don't. I think that 40% of them were. No, I just don't think Brother Carlsman was, was that way. I didn't mention, I didn't mention any names. Anyway. And I could Um. So, so yeah, so Harry Styles look great. Yeah. Tom Holland has a new movie out in theaters. It's called Chaos Walking. It's getting terrible reviews. But we're going to see it because. Because it shows his ass. And but we, oh. it's not even his ass. Oh, it's, Why? Well, first of all, I've, I, I've also, these are based on a book that I actually really, really love. Okay. The Chaos Walking books. So I'm interested in seeing it anyway. But what I found out is that when they shot the scene where it shows his ass, he's in like a river or something. So really he was kind of use, wearing like a flesh colored like, uh, like a like a wetsuit to yeah. stay warm. Yeah. And then they just sort of like animated it after the fact to look like he was naked. Like a little bit more like of a crease yeah they like painted in a crease like dippled on a little bit of hair you like a real he doesn't have he does not have a single piece of hair on his no i'm sure he doesn't no but you would prefer that i mean i'll whatever but anyway (laughs) i just want everyone to know that about mm, two and a half minutes ago you accidentally touched my boob i did and it fell off (laughs) my my hand yeah Anyway, um, your hand didn't fall off my boob. So here's the oh. thing. Here, here are the facts that we're working with. Oh my god! It's a pandemic. I haven't left my house for one year. <laughs> I haven't been to a movie theater for over a year. I oh. have not talked to Sister Twain about the Cinemark Movie Club and how much I love it for over a year. <laughs> this movie, Chaos Walking, is only available <clears throat> in theaters. It's not streaming anywhere. We yet. are going, bitch. I'm literally going to. Go to a theater, break my quarantine, so that I can see a CGI'd pretend <laughs> version of Tom Holland's ass. Like that's how sad. It's, that's how sad it's all getting. Dear resident therapist Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Diagnose brother coffee right now. Right, right. Just yeah, kidding. I'm don't. just kidding. No, don't. She'll um, lose her license. And <laughs> so <laughs> we. Have a very exciting episode planned for you today that yes. might be a train wreck. Did you have any women's work? I'm sorry. Oh, did I? Okay, well, we were talking about... You have a lot going on, and I... 
you know. Oh, I have a lot going on that I can't share. Perhaps I don't want to open that Pandora's box. And for those box. of you who want to be on our Patreon and pay us $50 a month, we will tell you all the shit that we will not share publicly. You don't even have to pay 50 It's a lot cheaper than that. It's no like one $2. Pays 50. It's like yeah. $2. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we, there are some private things we cannot discuss like, unless you give us $2 a month. And then we will just dig into all that shit. We will. You know what? In fact, patrons. Okay. This is an official decree. Okay. Pretend I'm Joe Biden or Kamala. Okay. If you have some tea that you want to know about us that we haven't spilled yet, which would be surprising, right? Right. Right. Uh, Let us know and we'll do it on the Patreon. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah, we fucking will. You're buying our groceries, patrons. I'll send nudes. Like, I really don't care. I know. Okay. But the women's work that I have is um, that before we started recording tonight, uh-huh. we were talking about some gays from the past. Yes. Some of our past gays, as we call them. <sighs> and here's the thing. There's so many of them that are still married to women. <laughs> there are there are a few of those. Who messed around in the gay way when they were at the Brigham Young. Guess what I didn't do? Mess around in the, in gay, the gay way. way. Not a, I no, know. not a You don't even know. No. Um, <clears throat> anyway, but I learned something. Soggy bread. Soggy toast. What? So, I guess, according to... My gay friend who, uh-huh. who recently just came out. Right. Five children. Right. Married to a woman. Right. Mormon through and through. Yeah. But also not Mormon at all. Uh, not an, he's an atheist and he's right. gay. Right. Um, so basically Mormon through and through. Right. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> he said that there would be guys at BYU who would go into the bathrooms and they would all jerk off. In a circle. Mm-hmm. And there'd be a piece of toast in the center of the circle. The, no. And the last person to come had to eat the toast. They would all come onto the toast. And the last person to make it. And here's me and- walking to DNC 101 <laughs> in the Marb or something. Is taught that- by Brother Nielsen. Taught by Brother Nielsen just <laughs> living my Mormon Marb. life. Not that I want it, not that I want to eat that kind of toast, but Oh fuck no. Oh, it's so fucked up. And this sweet, sweet... Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, so soggy cum toast at BYU. So what we decided for that today's episode... <laughs> you know, just the business of the pod, as it were. Just us talking about I soggy cum toast. The B-O-T-P. The, the business, business of the, of the pod. pod. So what we're doing today for our episode, which is a little different, we were going to do a traditional top five we got too tipsy before we could think of something. Right. It's so traditional, like Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> so what we're going to do, there is a new documentary. Do we know who made this or where this came from? I will tell you right now. Okay. So it's called Same Gender Attracted. Same Sex Attracted. It's Same Sex Attracted. <laughs> Let's get It's the... made. <laughs> it's available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You can rent it or buy it. And then it's available other places too, allegedly. But you, got, you have to do your own research. Uh, Google Play. Yeah. We can't TV. figure that out. Yeah. But I think you have to pay for it. But it was like eight bucks. So just pay for it. Whatever. Anyway, but it is a, while you're looking up who made it or where it came from, it's a documentary about um, LGBTQ students who are at 
BYU, BYU, the Lord's University. And it was made, I think, in 2018. Yeah, it was made pretty recently. And um, the the phrase, if you're not familiar with it, same gender attracted, refers to that the church never uses, the LDS church never uses the word gay. They really don't. Because that implies a lifestyle. <laughs> and guess what the gay lifestyle is for me? What? It's playing video games <laughs> and sitting around my house by myself, which is against God's will. Right. Anyway, the the church always uses the phrase same sex attracted. Yeah. Because it's more palatable. Or SSA. Right. God. So, and I don't know if this documentary gets into this, but recently, so recently there was kind of a display on BYU, prop, well, on the Y that's on the mountain above BYU where 50 queer students hiked up to the Y with LED lights and stood around the Y and made made it light up with rainbow. Did we already talk about this on the pod? I don't think so. Anyway, and BYU immediately posted <gasps> something on Twitter saying we did not authorize oh, this activity. while they were still holding the lights, yeah. I believe. But the reason that these students did this, um, so at BYU, there is what's called an honor code, which is this thing you have to sign to go there. And it says, like, you won't drink and you won't have sex and you won't do all these things. But part of the honor code is that you can't be involved in same-sex relationships. You can't do it. So a year ago... BYU removed the language that said you can't be involved in same-sex relationships. It still said, like, you couldn't have sex, but they removed all of the language about homosexuality. So a lot of the queer kids that were at BYU were like, wait, hold up. What does this mean? Like, sure, we can't have sex, that's fine, but, like, can we hold hands on campus? Right. Can we kiss on campus? Yeah. Like, and, it, and there was about a period of, like, a week or ten days where it was very unclear, where BYU did not clarify, like... Can you still do that stuff? Is that stuff against the rules? Because they had removed the language, there were people, Exmo and Mo alike, who thought that the church was about to change its ways. Right. So then, so anyway, so there were, there were gay, there were queer students who were like holding hands on campus for the first time or like walking, you know, like sitting with their girlfriend on the quad and like cuddling you know whatever yeah. which which is like all be like all BYU students are a bunch of horny rabbits that are like dry humping each other all anyway. of us so I anyway came in my pants so many times <laughs> so there was a period of about a week or 10 days where that was going on and then and then the BYU was like okay we just want to clarify no all of that stuff is not allowed you mm-hmm. can't kiss you can't hold hands you can't date you can't be perceived to be in a in a gay relationship at all, all of that is against the honor code and will cause you to be expelled. They removed the language so that... They couldn't get, like, sued. Right. Yeah. And there was some funding they didn't want to lose. There was some funding. It had something to do with sports, <clears throat> I think, because there were certain, like, sports leagues that didn't want them to be it in all, it. It was all for I legal don't know. purposes. I don't know not about for sports. Real, no, real not, not for the children. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so, so that was why these BYU... St- students marched to the Y and lit it up with rainbow color because that they're now calling that they, they were celebrating the one year anniversary of that day, not celebrating, but But commemorating commemorating. by having a rainbow day where they were saying, wear your rainbow colors on BYU campus to support queer kids. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch this documentary. It's an hour and a half and we'll pause maybe two or three times throughout and and discuss. Yeah. But and I just want to say this before we start. Okay. And I don't even know if this documentary talks about that whole honor code thing. It I, could have been before that. I think it was before. Yeah. But what I do want to say about that is because there are a lot of people, both queer allies and bigoted Mormons, who say, <laughs> well, if you don't want to live by the honor code, why don't you just leave? Like, you sign this honor code. You have to live by these go rules. Go to a different college. If you don't want to go to BYU, just go to a different school. Right. Well, here's the thing, bitches. Yeah. It's not that simple. It isn't. For a lot of these kids... 
like them leaving BYU would require coming out, which they may not be in a safe place to do, which might cause them to lose um, funding from their parents or financial support from their parents. BYU is also a private institution. And part of going to BYU is you have to get a certain number of credits in religion classes that don't translate to other schools. So if you did just decide, like in your junior year, to leave BYU and transfer to another school, there, like, there's a pretty good chance that a big chunk of your credits would not transfer because they would be for like religion classes or things that like other schools don't care sure, about. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it's very easy to kind of say <clears throat> that and just say. Well, if you don't want to be there, like, you knew going into BYU that you couldn't be gay, so just leave. But again, a lot of these kids didn't know they were queer. Yeah. Work that way. Like, 18-year-old kids going to college for the first time don't have a clear idea of, like, their identity and who they're going to be. And when they find that out two or three years later, or even if they do have a clear idea of that, like... Anyway, there's a pressure from parents. There's a pressure Why from parents. There's a pressure from society. And then what do you say? And how, yeah, what reason do you get for leaving? So anyway, so quit being such bitches, you guys. Don't ask them to leave the school. Total bitches. So anyway, so we're going to watch, watch the documentary. If you want to watch along with us, please do. We're going to do what they call return and report. Yes. We will go down. Not will, on each other. Not on each other. Oh, God, no. But we're going to go down to earth. I want you all to know something. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll start the show. So Sister Twain and I are in a group thread. Can I talk about the group thread? I think you can. The texting group thread. Yeah, I think we have consent. And one of the, and I'm not going to say anyone else's names in that because I don't want to, I don't know if I have their consent. Sure. But one of the members of our group text thread said, it's my birthday, send nudes. Okay. And so a couple of us sent some kind of tame, like I sent a picture of my butt, whatever. Yeah. And then, and then Sister Twain. (laughs) Who, me? You sent a picture of your vulva. I did. It's really nice. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not here to comment on your vulva. <laughs> but did I object when you sent your vulva picture? No. I did not complain. <laughs> I just let that come through my MMS right into my iMessages, a photograph of your vulva. <laughs> and then then the picture started to getting a little more risque. And again, I won't name any names. But then I sort of jokingly said, "Oh, if we're sending, <laughs> if we're sending dick pics, like I can, I have like my standard one that I send." <clears throat> and Sister Twain was like, "I cannot handle that. I'm out. I'm out. I cannot handle that." And I was like, "There is literally a close-up <laughs> photograph of your vulva in my iMessage <laughs> right now." And as soon as someone mentioned me sending a dick pic, you were like, "I'm out. I can't do it." Anyway, it didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt at all. I felt good about myself. I felt strong in my body. I felt safe in my convictions. And I felt like I was holding space for myself. So anyway, we're going to take a little break. I'm not going to let Sister Twain respond. We're going to take a little break. And then we're going to talk about same-sex attracted Mormons at BYU. We will go down and return and report. We're a whole 15 minutes in. <laughs> we were going to go like 30. <laughs> yeah. And how many pages of notes have you filled uh, up? Just three so far. Just three. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Right. So bless this little documentary's heart. A bunch of little adorable queer BYU kids. 
trying so hard. When I texted you about this a week or so ago, Uh I was like, have you seen this? And you said, no, I'm terrified. Yeah. How are you feeling so far? Terrified. Okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) First of all, everything about Mormonism is triggering to me. Yeah. Like when they, there have been several moments where they have maybe had a hymn in the background or there was, there was some. Or just the campus. Yeah, just campus. (laughs) Yeah. There were some lovely, lovely recordings of President Wilkinson, who was the president of BYU, who wrote the honor code, who basically is like talking about like keeping the queers and homos out of BYU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all very tri- triggering. So, um, so basically, we're kind of going through and just interviewing a lot of students about their experience at BYU. Not, not us. No, the documentary. But the documentary. Yeah. One thing that I loved is one of the students very early on said one of their professors, and this was in 2018. Just said that 2018 said that homosexuality is a mental illness. Yeah. In 2018, the year of our Lord, 20 2018, <laughs> after Obama's presidency, yeah. we're still teaching that. Yeah. But he also said that people are gay because they want the limelight, and they're and they're ridiculous. And they, it reminded <clears throat> me of the review of hot drinks that said they just think they're so they cool. Said, <laughs> star <laughs> and it just i laugh every time because never I, never once have sister twain and i recorded this show and then been like we're so fucking cool <laughs> like all these gay people are like i just want the limelight have you heard my laugh have you no, heard my laugh i haven't oh anyway um, okay what else so at 15 minutes in you paused and you go is it too soon to pause <laughs> And I was it like, just, are you triggered already? And you it said, breaks my heart to watch this because these kids are children. They're like 18, 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. They're so cute mm-hmm. and young and full of life mm-hmm. and and so excited about the world. And in their first like real relationship and just <clears> feeling <throat> that like joy that you feel of like, you know, there was a there was a girl just talking about being in a relationship with her girlfriend mm-hmm. and just how she feels like it makes her a better person it and how she how she feels so alive and she's like I just don't understand how God could wouldn't, wouldn't want that wouldn't want this how and, God would teach that this is wrong and and that loving people and feeling like I'm at best self when I'm yeah. loving someone like God wouldn't want that it breaks my heart because I think like these poor, <clears throat> these kids are wrestling with these really big concepts because we've raised them in this religion that teaches them to hate themselves yeah and so they're so when they're when they're 19 and they're in their first like real adult relationship when they should just be like fucking day and night and like having so much fun and you know just like wallowing in the joy of it they're worried about like what god thinks about it and what their university thinks about it and it's so right Sad. This one especially, um, I think her name is Bryn, mm-hmm. uh, the one that you mentioned that said, why would yeah. God want that, um, <clears throat> is doing a lot of mental gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they she, all are. She was like, she said, okay, I wrote it down. She said, I'm going to go to BYU and I'll end up just being celibate or I'll marry dude. I wanted to do the church thing. Uh, I want to do the church thing. Hang on, my reading's really hard to read. Uh, You're writing. My reading. <laughs> my writing. She said, I'm either going to do the church thing and not be alone. Right. Because I don't want to do the being alone for the rest of my life thing. Right, right. Holy God. Like, why are we giving, why are we presenting that as the options to <laughs> children? Yeah, yeah. Why are we saying, like, you <clears throat> can either choose to be loved mm-hmm. and to be in a relationship 
or you can choose God, which we have spent your entire 18 years of your life up until this point teaching you is the most important thing. (coughs) So you can choose one of those two things. Yeah. Either God and being alone and never having love, or you can choose love and being outcast by God. Which is... What a fucking double bind. Like, uh, what what the fuck? (laughs) There was one girl that was talking to another thing that I wrote down that stood out to me. Um, There was another girl that was talking. Well, I I can't remember if it was the same girl, but there was one girl that said that her dad always says, Christ doesn't care if we're happy. He cares if we have joy. So, yes, he, he particularly specifically interpreted... For those of you Mormons and ex-Mormons, 2 Nephi 2.25. Right. Men are that they might have joy. It was a scripture mastery. So it doesn't matter if you're happy now yeah. in this he, life. He interpreted it as, it's not about being happy It's in this life. It's about attaining the joy in the next life. That's how they interpret it. Guess what? Fuck your dad. Oh, yeah. Fuck your dad right up in the ass. Yeah. No lube. No lube with maybe some spit. Yeah. But, but fuck that nonsense. <laughs> uh-huh. What a horrible thing to teach to your child. Which I have to say is kind of a party line. Among oh, it's Mormons. totally a party line that it doesn't matter. And and there was even something that Gorda B. Hinckley said once about like life isn't about being happy, and he shared some fucking nonsense oh about a train God. ride. But oh. but basically like, and 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 not that I think that life should always be sunshine and roses, but this idea that like we should put aside happiness for some promise of joy that might come <clears throat> after we're dead from some being who lives in the sky yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. And then I think it was that same girl, but she said, <clears throat> I don't care. I don't care what heaven is. I don't know if I'm keeping myself out of heaven, but I just need to take care of and love people now. Yeah. And I just thought, you go girl. Was you that the get one it. With long hair? I think so. Yeah. Okay. She also said, <clears throat> That she needs, in order to take care of herself, that she can't repress herself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a really beautiful thing to say, like, you know what? I don't know what is coming in the next life. Yeah. Or if anything. Yeah. So what I need to do now is take care of myself and take care and love the people around me. And and yet, we are <clears throat> saying to that girl, you are wrong. <laughs> that is not true. The Mormon church is saying that. The Mormon church is saying, oh. you should... Not take care of people yeah. and not love yourself. You should put all of that on the altar no. for a promise of something bigger God. when you die, yeah. you know, <clears throat> 80 years from now. Because these are like 18-year-olds. Right. So please put all of that on the altar and sacrifice all of it so that maybe 80 years from now when you die and you go live in Xanadu with <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You'll have like the gold roller skates instead of the silver roller skates. Like, what the fuck? This is what we tell children. He okay. So there was this gay kid, gay man, in the show, in the sh- in the documentary. Who, um, it's all kind of obvious that he's taking the the documentarian around on a tour of the campus. Yes, and he's like showing them the different statues. Yeah, and a lot of them are moms and dads right. with kids. You know? Right. Um, and he said, so basically, like, in the Mormon church, it's God, Jesus, and then the heteronormative family. That, and that's 100% <laughs> true. That's 100% true. Sorry, Holy Ghost. You're not number three anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Holy Ghost. Um, 
That's and it. all I wrote, I wrote when at that point, I just wrote these dumb, cute LGBTQ kids. Like, bless their dumb, cute hearts. I know. They're so dumb and cute. They're so dumb and cute. They're so just this, little 18-year-old children. There's this trans man uh-huh. who's even served a mission pre-coming out. Right. And he he was... When saying, he identified, when he was, I guess not identified, but when he was still seen as a female. Right. Presented female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Thank the, you. And the missionary president said, sister, whatever... You don't seem very feminine. Right. And and that's going to really impede you on being able to get married. Fuck you, Brother most, Christopherson. Which is the most important Like, thing. fuck you, President Christopherson. I don't so, know what this president's name speaking was. Of president, so President Wilkinson, they had a recording of him saying. Who so was, President Wilkinson was a president of BYU, BYU in the 50s. 60s. Who wrote I don't the know. honor code, I guess? Who wrote the honor code? Yeah, the Circle of Honor. My don't you remember? Sake. Don't you remember the Circle of Honor? I oh my don't. God, your name is Wilkinson. It is. Wow. My, I never thought about but that. But my dad was adopted. It's your last fine. name was Twain. No, the Circle <laughs> of Honor. So President Wilkinson was a president of BYU. He wrote the honor code. Yeah. He was president during kind of the Red Scare, <laughs> where the, we were like the keeping the commies and the hippie out yes. of BYU. But no, the Circle of Honor is, he said, he, there, I can't believe you don't remember this. It's like the most BYU of BYU stories. But President Wilkinson <clears throat> said, if you drew a circle of chalk on the ground and I stood in that circle and I gave you my, my word of honor that I would not leave that circle, I would sooner die than step foot out of that circle. I would stay in that circle until I fell over dead because my honor is so important. I'm sorry, but that motherfucker had something to hide. But I'm also like, <clears throat> that's the dumbest thing I've it, ever it's, heard. It's, it's the dumbest thing. The only thing that makes it make sense is he was desperately hiding a secret. Yeah, probably. Um, so I guess he probably like drank the blood of like virgins or something. Anyway. Yeah, children in his neighborhood, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I've never heard of that before. But anyway, um, so the gay kid who was said, "God, Jesus," and then the heteronormative yeah. family. He was like, so President Wilkinson, um. He hated hippies, he hated communists, and he hated homosexuals. Yeah. Um, and there was something in his literal recording, his literal words are, um, as after he says that being a homosexual is um, an abomination and terrible and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, he yeah. said, I expect that here at BYU to have a few of these perverted individuals and then something about like, get the fuck out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Guess cool. what? We are perverted and we <laughs> love it. It's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what President Wilkinson never said? He never said spit in my mouth. No. No. Because he thinks that's perverted. Right. It, it was just his his white wife yeah, no. was laying on the bed in the starfish. Yeah. Oh, God. Arms out, legs half out asleep. in the shape of a star. Half right. asleep. With her garments on. And with her garments open. <laughs> so look. And he was sweatily if, pumping away. If you. And that's, that's what God wants. If you. A key attribute of self-hatred right is not having someone spit in your mouth it's not and <laughs> president wilkinson you know what else he never would have done what? he never would have sent a picture of his vulva to a group thread never i've never done that he never had a vulva i've done that many anyway times. let's get back to the show okay let's get back to the show <laughs> talking about you mcgregor for no reason at all has nothing to do with this episode it doesn't okay so we are now the documentary here's what i want to say this documentary to no fault of its own sure 
is really about the inner politics of BYU. That's what it's about. And I fucking don't care. <laughs> Should we continue? I mean, we've got to finish it at this point because we've got to publish an episode. But I don't care. But essentially what the documentary is about is that there's a, there is a group on campus called the USGA. The, what does it stand for? The United Same Gender Attracted something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's it. It's sort of an unofficial uh, LGBTQ organization on campus, but it actually isn't officially seen by BYU and then apparently BYU wants to create a more to more kind of officially sanctioned right LGBTQ group that a, would be an official club right a BYU club but the challenge is is that some of the <laughs> members of USGA don't want that to happen because then if BYU controls the club like what's to stop them from disbanding it or getting rid of it Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so the segment that we just watched was about um, sort of BYU agreed to have this meeting with members of USGA to talk about, like, kind of what they both wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the USGA members were were nervous because, you know, them talking freely about being queer could be cause for them to get kicked out of the university right, or punished. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway... Um, but what it really boils down to is I don't really care. <laughs> um, the honor, and then you please share what you think, but then, but also the honor code office is disgusting. Oh, it's a like Nazi. disgusting it's... on the most base. I mean, it literally is like an organization where students are expected to report other students on for a violation of, yes. of rules. Yes. It's the most insidious, disgusting <laughs> thing to to exist yeah um they had an interview with a former usga president who basically said usga is a band-aid like it is never going to help any of these kids it's just like kind of keeping them safe when they're at byu which i totally agree with because i think like you trying to assimilate with this byu culture is never going to work because they never they never wanted you as part of their culture. Yeah. But I yeah. also think, like, imagine if you and I, when we had been at BYU, if there had been, like, some sort of club for gay people mm-hmm. other than the Young Ambassadors. <laughs> Led by the ultra-closeted... R- r- uh, I don't know. What's his name? Rory Scanlon? No. <laughs> it was probably gay. But anyway. anyway. But yeah, there was no... There was... I mean, when we were at BYU in the 90s, there was no official... Oh! Or unofficial so LGBTQ club. There was just boys in bathrooms jerking off onto a piece of toast. <laughs> we're watching. We're watching this meeting, this USGA meeting. Which Did someone? Not... Oh, let me interrupt okay. really quick. Okay. Did someone bring the toast from home? Like they would toast it in their apartment and then put it in their bag and I then it bring just, it. I think it was just a piece of bread. Okay. Anyway, all right. So we're bread. watching this meeting. Sacrament. Grandma Sycamore's. Oh. White. Covered in cum. Sacrament bread. That's what sacrament bread tastes like. <laughs> cum. Anyway, so. <laughs> Okay, wait, what were we talking? Oh, so we're watching these meetings of the USGA, which is the non-BYU-sanctioned club. Yeah. But they're allowed to have it because they're using classroom space. Right. Um, And it's just, what is it, maybe 20, 30 kids? Not even that. Yeah, it's pretty small. And I'm just like, it's like this underground meeting. Yeah. That in the real world, in the non-Mormon world, was happening in the 80s. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what a lot of this felt like. And again, I, 
I gave that whole big disclaimer at the beginning about like, please don't just say these kids should get out of BYU. And now I'm like, please get the fuck out of BYU. But there was one kid that was talking and that was saying like, it's not so simple that we could just say that gay people are accepted because that would undo that, you know, the church doesn't teach that. And so if BYU accepted gay people, would it stop being BYU? Because then it doesn't really believe in the things of the church. Right. And he's like, and I mean, on the other hand, like us not accepting gay people is causing people to kill themselves. So like, how do we decide? And then he's like, but ultimately what makes BYU special is the church doctrine. And then I was like, (gasps) what makes BYU special is the LGBTQ suicides. Well, and, and here's the thing. It's like we love to say, like, I mean, it's just not that simple. Like, we just can't say that. Guess what, motherfuckers? It's It's that that simple. simple. It's that simple. Like, all the church or all BYU has to do is get up on the pulpit and say, (laughs) you know what? We were wrong. Let's just do it. We we apologize. LGBTQ people are totally accepted and totally loved and beloved of God. Russell and Nelson is trans. Like, whatever they want to (laughs) say. Like, whatever story they want to tell. But, like, literally, that's all it would take. Get up on the pulpit and say those words out loud. And it would literally save thousands of lives. You would piss off a bunch of 80-year-old rich white Mormons Mm -hmm. who would stop giving you money. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason that it hasn't happened. Right. But it would be literally, literally that simple. Yeah. To fix it all. And so, basically, where we paused is this USGA non-sanctioned group. Right. Non-BYU sanctioned group. Right. Um, they had the meeting. Had a meeting with the they call official the, the with BYU administration uh, members that call themselves the working group, the workforce the work, or something. Work yeah. group. Yeah, they used to be called the task force. Right, they changed it to work group. Right, so much softer. That's like when they change global warming to climate change. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> right. anyways, still we're all and still so, fucking dying. <laughs> we're all still dead. We're all still terrified. So, um. It's after the meeting and the documentarians is that is that document sure documentarians <laughs> I like that are are asking the members of the USGA group okay how did the meeting go because they didn't record the meeting there was right. a whole thing like we're not going to record this meeting to right. protect people it's too special yeah and this one lesbian lipstick lesbian right crazy lipstick we call her that because she was literally in one scene was putting on lipstick for the entire for scene 30, for 35 minutes. minutes and it was not a good color for her <laughs> either. but anyway so anyway she w- she said something that really stood out to me i hope that those byu administrations <laughs> administrators yeah keep going Felt the fear and the vulnerability in that room. Right. She also because said the fucking fear and the, the vulner- fucking fear yeah. and the fucking vulnerability, because it was stronger than feeling the spirit. Anytime someone said they felt the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So two little quick notes, and then we're going to get back to watching because <clears> it's very late and we're both very tired. But um, number one, there was a scene where there was a group of the queer kids at BYU hanging out together, and ladies and gentlemen, they were playing Jenga. These are not subversive perverts <laughs> no. that are undoing the fabric of society. No. They were sitting in their fucking dorms and they were playing Jenga. Yeah, they just want to play Jenga. They're not even like doing drugs and drinking alcohol. I That's know. the straight kids at I BYU know, that are doing each that. Other diseases or no, anything. they're just fucking playing Jenga. <laughs> and number two, the other thing I want to point out, there was a very special moment where they gave a hat tip 
to the Harris Fine Arts Center, the oh. HVAC. Yes. Which is the theater, yes. the theater building at yes. BYU, yes. which is where all the homos are. And they called it the the gay safe space. The gay the safe LGBTQ space. The LGBTQ safe space right. at BYU, the HVAC. And That's Sister where the Twain theater and I spent is. so much time in oh the HVAC, God. so much time. Classes, sleeping. Classes, sitting on the Gossiping. slab. Yeah. yeah. Doing all the things, pretending that no one was gay, even <laughs> though they were. You saw Children of Eden. They were all gay. Every single person in that show was gay. It was gay. so bad, though. Every single person in that show was the, gay. The, it was louder to me how bad it was rather than who's gay and not gay. Wow, I loved it. I just sat there and thought, this is magical. Oh. It's about Jesus and God and gay people. I loved it. Anyway, so let's get back to the documentarians. And then we'll come back with more commentary. Dear Siggy Jane Kendrick and Dolly Parton, thank you for this day. We are so grateful for documentarians. We are so grateful for Tyler Meesom. One, one Tyler Meesom, one of the documentarians from oh. Murder Among the Mormons, <laughs> who's actually vocal about leaving the church. Right. We are not grateful for Jared Hess. Who supposedly actually left the church, but says he hasn't. But kind of has a cute beard right now. We we are grateful for that beard. Forgive him of his sins. Right. We're grateful for the beard. I don't know. This is the closing prayer. Your beard's way better. Thank you. This is the closing prayer. Because we've just, just real quick. Then you can keep praying. Okay. Hold on, God. Hold on, (laughs) C. Jane. We've decided, Sister (laughs) Twain's decided she's too tired and she doesn't care about these BYU students (laughs) anymore. So this is going to be a part one. Yeah. We are going to come back maybe tomorrow. We don't know. See you in. With a, with, with oh. a part two. So continue Tomorrow's your closing fine. prayer. I'm fine tomorrow. Continue your closing I prayer. I left my jobs. We're thankful for... Dear Heavenly Father. Dear CJ. Continued. Dolly Parton. Continued. Um, please bless that my unemployment benefits come through. <laughs> That's, we're, th- we're still doing the thankful uh, part. And we're still... A week. We're thankful for we're thankful the queer for... kids at BYU who just want to play Jenga. We're thankful for the queer kids at BYU who go to BYU and they still go to the doctor and get their hormone shots. It's true. We're thankful for the person that said, you know, we have to decide between like upholding the doctrine or people <laughs> killing themselves. We're thankful for that person. Are we? Are we? We're thankful that he brought it up. What else? What, I, I think we're done we're, being But thankful. we are thankful for his hairy arms. Please, his nice hairy arms. He really did. And he looked like Nicholas... Holt. Holt. Yes. Not Nicholas Nickleby. Please bless... Please bless that... The rest the gra- of this documentary will be more scandalous <laughs> please, and less about BYU politics. Please bless that. The one kid who was the leader of USGA who says he's bisexual... Before the documentary is over, we'll say that. Oh, just kidding! I'm really just a hundred percent gay. Please bless the sister Twain. We'll we'll discontinue her by erasure. <laughs> and we're erasing by people and insisting that it's a stop on the on the subway ride to Faggot Town. <laughs> Some people are just by sister Twain. <laughs> this guy. Please, anyway. please, please bless the sister Twain's throat, which. Lowe has been torn asunder from for an entire year. Will heal. Swear to God, I please bless that I find out whether or not I had COVID two December's ago because I think I fucking did. Right. Please bless that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. 
That we get some more Please bless alcohol. And some more money yeah. and alcohol. Anyway, okay. so we're going to wrap this episode up. Oh, in the name of CJ and Christ, amen. P.S. I need sex. And I don't want any casual, like, two pump and dump, and I never talk to you again. Two, pu- two pump and dump yeah. is what you said. Yeah. Two- it sounded like you said two pawn. <laughs> Tupac. Which I thought was like a tampon. Tupac I was Shakur. or like a coupon, <laughs> a coupon about tampons. Please bless. I would take a two pump and dump. Please bless that. I, I would take I, a two oh, pump. Oh, I and know. Dump. Yeah. you're a slut at heart. I would take heart. a two pump and dump. Yeah. You're a slut at heart. But a prude <clears throat> or practice. Um, yeah, I just want my pussy obliterated by right. someone who's in love with me. <clears throat> I just want my back broken. Anyway, so this this has been today's episode about the first half of Same Sex Attracted, a documentary about BYU politics, yeah. which we're not really sure if we should have made an episode about, but we're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear more about us, join the Patreon. Sometimes we actually fulfill our promises <coughs> on that platform. But if you want to ask us salacious questions, we will answer them. There's literally nothing you could ask that I wouldn't answer. Literally nothing. Nothing. If you want to see a picture of Sister Twain's vulva, Easy. then you should be in our group thread. Easy. Easy. I've got pictures. Also a picture of my penis. I've got. <laughs> but I sent it incognito mode where it's blurred. You did. You said so it you was have like to magical. Cl- yeah. So you have to click on it if you actually want to see it. <laughs> so Sister Twain did not click on it. I didn't. But at least two of the other people in our group thread did. I don't oh, know. Only two. Well, I don't know about the other third. Because there's five of us in the group thread, right? Um, you, yeah. me, and then three other people. Yeah. I know two of them clicked on it because they commented on oh, it. They okay. said very nice things about the <clears throat> I'm sure they did. Anyway, you can also follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. You can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash hot drinks. We will be back maybe tomorrow. To, for part two. For part two. Or there's also a very distinct possibility that we, tomorrow night, will be texting each other and be like, I'm too fucking depressed to get out of my bed. I can't record tonight. And we won't record. So that's an option, too. That's a possibility, too. Because when you don't get a fresh episode from us, just know that we are both laying on our beds texting and saying, should we record tonight? Oh, my God, we really need to. They're the gentle listeners. They need us. And, the, and then it's like, but I'm too depressed. Like, I can't function. Right, yeah. Like, I'm spiraling. And, I'm in a dark, dark place. That's uh-huh. what's happening. And you've always got Beach Too Sandy water too wet. Yeah, so just if <laughs> there's not an episode from us, please log into Beach Too Sandy water too wet. So, anyway, that's it. That's Hot Trails. <laughs> Sister Twain's going to get a lozenge. No, it doesn't help. My, well, my lungs are... Well... Well, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm going to... Years of cum build up. I'm going to say some prayers for some queer BYU students. Do you students. want some of my cum? Good night. <laughs> through the glass just born a day ago do you remember this mormon ad no you really don't no okay well there was a mormon commercial Uh where there was a father seeing his daughter who had just been born and he's looking through the window into the nursery and then and the song went 
Julie through the glass just born a day ago and then it went on he kind of would see flashes of her as like a little girl at a party and then it's like a young woman going on her first date and then it's like an angry teen yelling at him oh no and then you know i don't know then there was some message about like the church or something followed by whoa 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 yeah Anyway, I'm going to make you watch the Julie Through the Grass commercial did, on the break. Did one of our BYU theater professors play their dad? I don't remember, but oh. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's... I actually don't remember who played the gla- the dad. But what a great lyric, Julie Through Julie the Glass. Julie Through the Glass. Just born a day ago. And I like that it's a, it's a poetic lyric, but it's actually literal. He's looking at her through glass. <laughs> so it's not some... It's not this metaphysical like you know sort of oh it's julie we're seeing her through a glass darkly you know whatever literally he's looking through a window at the nursery anyway this is hot drinks it's a podcast that we do and i'm my name is my name is sister latter-day twaint and i'm jack coffee and we and this is a podcast it's a spiritual practice right um we do it quite regularly right we're fully nude when we record (laughs) It's part of the spiritual. It's part of the spiritual thing. But I do have a pillow over my business. <laughs> over your business. It's a very cute. Um, this is a very cute. Um, oh. What's What's the target line with Shay McGee? It's the Shay Muppet. McGee Muppet. Line. No. Well, no. anyway, it's okay. the target Sorry, line with really Shay McGee. That's over my naked crotch. That sounds fake. Shay McGee. Yeah, she has a Netflix show. She's a Utah designer. She has a place called Studio McGee. Studio McGee, that's what it's called. Anyway, I have a Studio McGee pillow on my naked crotch. That's great. You and Utah women. I know. And you're (laughs) drinking (laughs) some inexpensive red wine. glided, glid? I just glid right over that. Yeah. Uh, Some inexpensive wine. You looked it up because it was gifted to you. Right. You saw that the price point is typically $4.99. But it's $4.49. Oh, oh. But it's delicious. It is jammy. And you're and we're drinking out of the, out of some French bistro glasses, which makes it taste like it's maybe $4.69. Right. And you're resting yours on a beautiful new terrazzo tray that I also bought from Target. You buy some things that I would first never know were from Target, and two, you have great taste. Listen. I <laughs> I really I know this makes me the most basic bitch in Utah, oh. but Target really, like, mends my soul when I go there. Like, it's <clears> really, it's really genuinely good for my mental health to go walk around Target. There is a neighborhood of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. It's not a township. Right. Called Sugar House. Right. I live in it. I call it Sugar Booger. No, you don't. I don't really, but wouldn't that be great? I call it Sugar Haas. Yeah. Haas. It's where the rich bitches live. No. It's like the Brooklyn of Salt Lake. Is it? Yeah, totally. Then what's Federal Heights? Maybe Federal Heights is the Brooklyn of Salt Lake, but Sugar House would be like... What's the Avenues? Oh, the Avenues is like the Upper West Side, because it's like too oh, expensive. yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the people that live there are assholes. But, so, but Sugar House <laughs> is like not the cool neighborhood, but it's like... It's not like... I don't know New York well enough to make this analogy work. <laughs> no. But it's not like it's not like Williamsburg. That would be Federal Heights. Oh my god, I have no idea. But it would be more Wasn't that one of the colonies? Can sister can Lil Twaint weigh in? She knows New York better, doesn't she? No, that's Emma. I know, but I just felt like Lil Twaint would know more because she's younger and cooler. Anyway, oh my god. Sugar House is a cool neighborhood. <clears throat> so You know where I live? South Salt Lake. It's not cool at which all. Which is like what, Harlem or yeah. No, it's not. I don't. White I plains. think maybe it's more like <laughs> White Plains 
or it's New like Rochelle. or it's like Kenosha, Wisconsin. Like there, that, it's not it cool at all. There anyway, so Sugar Booger. <clears throat> After years of speculation and rumors and hopes and cries in the dark, mm-hmm. they finally got a Target. Oh, I know. Have you been yet? See what I did there? We were talking about Target. Right. I didn't know where we were going with the Sugar I House have, moment. And you can walk around the entire thing staying in the main aisle. Uh-huh. It's like a baby Target. In 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah, it is a baby Target. Right. But it's Target. I know. I want to go. Yeah. I got to check it out. You got to do it. I have, yeah. If yeah. anyone's wondering, if anyone ha- is familiar with Sugar House but hasn't been in a while, it's where the old Nord- Nordstrom rack right. was. Right. Which has now been moved to where the Toys R Us was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. Oh, I got to go. Yeah, sure. Um, And Toys R Us moved into the darkness. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. I try not to go to that complex often because it's terrible to navigate. It's just so crowded. Yes. And there's a big Deseret book there, and that makes me uncomfortable. It's triggering. There's also I there's also a massage envy there, which is like where you go to get a massage if you for sure do not want a hand job. <laughs> like you just <laughs> unequivocally know. Like there's no, no matter what. There's no like no. hope against hope. Oh no. They okay. barely <clears throat> like un, they like keep your butt covered while they're massaging oh, it. Like so what the fuck is the point? Like if you were wearing garments. Yeah, they would massage around the garments. Right. They'd be fine with that. That's so anyway. Um, but there is a nice movie theater there. But I haven't been to a movie in a year and a half. I know. I think the last movie I saw in the theater was Cats. What about you? God. Oh, no, it wasn't. It Damn was... It. Um, what was the Pixar movie about Onward? That was the last oh, movie I saw in the theater. Oh. I like that. It was <clears> cute. I haven't seen it. Anyway, it was cute. Great. Women's work. So let's talk about women's work. This is where we just deal with the business of the pod. Just a little housekeeping, which yeah. is work that women should do. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I have two bits. How many bits do you have? Two. Okay, so let's alternate bits. Well, you have three bits. You have a cock and balls. What? <laughs> No. <laughs> talking about your bits and pieces. I was thought you were talking about women's work. I know. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Number one. Go. So I just want to share some parenting advice I received recently. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's a, there is a gentleman that I work with who actually recently no longer – he recently left the company. He no long, longer works with me. But I love him. Okay. And we would chat a lot at work. And he he is the most – mentally healthy, well-adjusted person I've ever met. Like, he'll even say, like, I have no idea why I'm so, like, just healthy and happy with my life. But I think a lot of it has to do with his mother, who did two things when she raised him that I am now adopting with my children. Every time she dropped him off somewhere, when he got out of the car, she would say, who's better than you? Who's better than you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he would say, nobody. She'd be like, (laughs) okay, have a great day. Which is great. Like, that's cute, right? Like, I'm going to start doing this with my kids. And the other one, which I already have implemented, is whenever he would say, um, wow, I think this person's mad at me, or like, I had a fight with my friend, or I think this teacher's really annoyed with me, she would say, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Great. And I have started that with my kids. Great. So I just think it's a helpful, I just think our kids need to hear us say fuck more, A. A. Yes. And B, I just think they need to hear when they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, what if they're mad at me because I didn't finish my math assignment? I'm like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. So anyway, right. that's my number one. So that's just some parenting <laughs> advice for women's work. That is solid advice. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And who's better than you? Who's better than you? You sound like a Jewish mother. Who's better than you? <laughs> okay, what's your first one? Oh, my first one is I have begun to watch the Oscar-nominated movies of the... of. 
the year. Julie through the glass. <laughs> that one was not on there. I know. I oh, I wish Thanks, Julie Biden. through the glass had received some nominations. So here's the list, and I'll tell you which ones I've seen so far. Sound of Metal, which is also nominated for Best Actor. You've seen that? No. Oh. This is just the list. Okay. Mank. Which you're halfway through. Nope. Someone's halfway through. I, I was going to say at the end of the oh, list. Oh, okay. You which ones I've I'll already... stop talking. Okay. Minari. Is that how you say it? The one that, about the Asian family? I think so. I don't okay. know. Okay. Promising Young Woman. That okay. has um, Carrie. Underwood. No. Carrie. Strubbs. Carrie. Carrie Strug, the Carrie, gymnast. M- the actress. Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. Thank you. <laughs> What if it had Carrie Strug in it? Remember her? She's the one that broke her ankle at the Olympics Stop. and then still completed her vault and stuck the vault. I talk about it with my daughter like three times a year at least. The father. Okay. Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Ju- wait, Julie Through the Glass? <laughs> yes! So, it is on here! Such a great film. Nominated for Best Song as well. Oh, that's as it should be. <laughs> Trial of the Chicago 7 and okay. Nomadland. Okay. So, so far I've watched Nomadland, which Great. stars Frances McDormand. Available on Hulu. It is. And then I finished Mank today. Okay. Which is available on Netflix. And here's what I want to say about Mank. Okay. If you don't know, if you've never seen Citizen Kane, shame on you. Well, sorry. <laughs> Secondly, watch it. Citizen Kane? Yes. Oh, I hate old stuff. It's, oh my God. I used to have this rule. I kind of still have this rule. It's called the Dawson's Creek rule. Oh. I don't want to consume any media that was created pre-Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. I don't want to see any movies oh that were God. made pre-Dawson's I Creek. Cannot, I am not, that's the end of this conversation. Anyway, this has been okay. Hot Drinks. If the you, show is over. <laughs> the podcast is over. If, this is the series finale. If you worried about, I don't have time to watch Citizen Kane before I watch Make. Read up on William Randolph Hearst. Okay. Hearst. One or, Hearst. Or watch Newsies, which also Jesus features God. William Randolph. Oh, God. Pulitzer and Hearst, they think <laughs> they've got us. Do they have us? No. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, go and ahead. And also, very important to research before. And just, you'll read about it really quick because that's how we do things. Um, the gubernatorial election of California in 1934... <laughs> And Louis B. Mayer. I have to research the gubernatorial election. You do. Okay. And how it has and Upton Sinclair. Okay. He, he was the other candidate. Okay. And Louis B. Mayer. Okay. And how Louis B. Mayer had films made through MGM. Right. Most notably, Julie Through the Glass. To make <laughs> to look like newsreels. Looks like son of a bitch. interviewing normal people who were actors saying how much they loved the candidate that he wanted. Oh, okay. Okay. And so this is a movie about old white men. Mank. So this is a movie. <laughs> Was it made after uh, okay, which characters okay. anyway, from Dawson's Creek anyway, are in Anyway, what's your next piece of women's work? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just want to say really quickly about this um, Oscar watching. Academy Award oh. nominee watching. Okay. So you messaged me mm-hmm. a week or so ago and you said, hey, I want to start a little, like, Oscar-watching group. Do you want to be in it? Like, a little text message group. Yeah. Like, a little messaging group. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Um, I will literally never watch any of these movies. What? I'm positive. But why? You watch so much stuff. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I okay, mean, okay. Because <laughs> I first, now that you've described me, <clears throat> I will for sure never watch it. God! 
did. Because I have to research the gubernatorial election they, in okay. California in 1932. Okay. Did Quentin Tarantino make Mank? It just sounds like Quentin. No, he made Judas and the Black Messiah. Did he? Did I don't know. He? I have no idea. Oh, my God. Literally, I know nothing about any of these movies. Um, No, I mean, I may watch them, but I just want to be in the group to pretend that I have friends. I know. So, anyway, my number two. Ugh. There is a new TV show on Apple TV Plus called Calls. Now, if you really want to understand it, you should research a little bit into, in Wickershaw County in uh, Minnesota, the Secretary of State uh, appointed a Secretary of Education for the state in 1943. Just kidding. You don't have to research anything. There's a show (laughs) called Calls that's on Apple TV+. Plus. C-A-L-L-S? Yeah, like phone calls. Okay. It is eight episodes long. Okay. They're all about 15 to 18 minutes long. Yeah. They are phone calls. Uh Uh-huh. So there are no actors on the screen it's just voices and there and you see the word that it has like closed captioning of the words they're saying and there are some sort of like graphical elements of the, as the calls go on but the whole show is just phone calls between people and the first episode is about an event that occurs in december and then the second episode goes back i think to february and you start moving forward to this event that occurs in december and you start understanding a little bit more what might have happened. Mm. But it's all people <clears throat> calling each other, people calling 911. And and it has a star-studded cast, like Pedro Pascal is in it. Excuse me? Yeah. Well, because he's just a voice. Because right. I'm sure they were like, hey, will you do this? It'll take you 45 minutes to record and we'll pay you a million dollars. And he was like, great. Yeah. Anyway, it's really fucking creepy uh, and weird. Oh, great. Awesome. It's super fascinating. That so good. Like in the fir- I, this won't give anything away, but it's like... It's that it's kind of that thing where the, it's like an old radio show, but the fact that you can't see it almost makes it scarier. Like there's a point, there's a part in the first episode, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, where there's a woman and someone is outside of her house and she's talking to her boyfriend. I think, you know, because she's kind of freaking out. And at one point, she says, "I can see him. He's standing there. There's something wrong with his arms." And you're just like, "What the fuck? Mm. Like what? <clears throat> like?" What the what a, what the fuck? Anyway, yeah, yeah. calls Apple TV Plus. I I honestly watched like four episodes waiting for you to come over tonight because they're all so short. Because you it's just, so short. Yeah. So anyway, you should watch that it. It's really spooky. Good. I'm totally gonna watch it's it. It's super interesting and spooky. And and I have not finished it. I think I'm six episodes in, and I think there's eight. So who knows? It could totally shit the bed in the last two. But shit the bed. It's totally worth watching. Anyway, spooky, what's your number two? Spooky always yeah. reels me in. My number yeah. two is a lot of people been asking. And no, I have not heard from the Republican. I'm pretty sure that's like over, 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 yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. So. Fuck. That's okay. It's okay. Julie through the, the glass. glass. Okay, so here's here's what tonight's episode is about. Okay. So you Set and I, up. you and I were texting last night, right? <clears throat> or was this a couple nights ago? It was ago? last night. Oh God. And I was I'd probably <laughs> been drinking, as I'm wont you to had, do. You had you you spelled the word probably. P R O B N no S N L Y. It's so cute that I'm an alcoholic. Anyway, I don't know why I brought up the butt plugs. Were we talking about butt plugs or anything? Um, we were just talking about your general night. The ge- how the my night general was going. malaise. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I may have mentioned on the show. I don't remember, but recently, <laughs> I love how I say these things, and then I think about like how my siblings listen to this. Hi, siblings. <laughs> So I have mentioned a company that I like called Hello Cake that sells lube and different products. Anyway, they have started branching into sex toys, this company. 
so, and I so exciting. And I had purchased one that I enjoyed, and so then they were selling butt plugs, uh-huh. and so I was like, "Well, let's try them. Yeah. Let's give it a try." Yeah, I love that I'm talking about this. <laughs> so I ordered the butt plugs. They come in three different sizes, so you can like start small and get bigger. Sorry, I think there was like five sizes. No, they come in three. They just gave you extra. No, I don't have five. I have three. Okay. Do you want to go up and see him? Uh, no. In my bedroom, in my drawer. Anyway, um, what if someday, like, my great-grandchildren listen to this podcast? <laughs> Your great-grandchildren. I hope you don't have grandchildren. I mean, truthfully. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. <clears throat> so, so for some reason, we I brought them up because of my general malaise. And just the idea that, like, I bought them and I will I probably will never use them. You bought them. Thinking. To give yourself pleasure. Right. And also thinking like, I'm fun and spontaneous and sex positive. I'm going to try some butt plugs. Yeah. I will probably never use them. Here's what you actually said. Okay. (laughs) Don't even want to know what I actually said. Okay. Julie through Through the glass. glass. Anyway. This was after you went on about a child who was struggling with homework. Oh, yeah. And I was, yeah, I was having a rough night with my kids. And their mental health. And you went, anyway, remember when I bought butt plugs as though I'm a, in quotes, human who could, in quotes, explore and, in quotes, feel pleasure or, in quotes, joy, and then all caps, hilarious. And then I said, life's little ironies. I call them LLIs. Right, right. And what's, here's, I have to confess, I've never called them LLIs. Oh, you just made that up in the spot. Yes. It's brilliant. (laughs) And then you wrote, butt plugs equals LLI. Right. So so then the idea was born that we should do a a podcast, which is something we record it (laughs) and you listen to it. Anyway, um, about... LLIs, life's little ironies. Our top five LLIs. So this is our top five LLIs. So it is the top five things that we brought into our life to bring pleasure, but then we were like, oh, that's never going to bring pleasure. Did I describe it okay, top five um, LLIs? No, it, it's just more about life's little ironies. Okay. Oh, top five life's little ironies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. LLIs. Okay. Mine were all specifically about things that I purchased that did not <laughs> So mine is very literal. Okay. And yours is a little more figurative, maybe. It's, it's, no, it's just more general. Okay. It doesn't have to do with pleasure. Okay. So um, so think about butt plugs. And uh, let's move on to a message from our Spurs sponsor, Hello Cake. Hello Cake has three sizes of butt plugs you can order and try out. Put the smallest one in your b-hole. And then later, put a medium one in. And then later, put a big one in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Use the whoa, code hot whoa, drinks whoa, yeah. to get 20% off your first order of Hello Cake. Just kidding. They're not a sponsor. Anyway, so we're going to take a break. Oh I'm going to show Sister Twain the Julie Through the Glass commercial. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about our top five LLIs. 